Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Welcome back to the Week 10 recap of Hawk Hill Focus. I'm your host, Sam Robinson, alongside Kyle and David. Hello, everyone. Hello. Now, Kyle and David, what is your favorite way to sign off in a work email? Are you like a from, sincerely, a thank you, nothing? What do you leave before you sign off? I, um, I really should start adding that type of thing because it's the same exact thing for every email I write. Um, but it's not in my signature. I probably should start adding it to my signature because it'll be easy. Um, you know, I'm a millennial, so I have to make sure everyone knows that I'm like happy to help them. Um, so I sign off with a thanks and an exclamation point. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm I'm very similar, Kyle. If I if I have like a good relationship with the person, I'll go thanks exclamation point. If I'm just like keeping it more formal, it's a it's thank you exclamation point. That's interesting. Yeah. I personally always rock with the full thank you, um, typically notated by a comma, not so much the exclamation point. I just feel like it's it's a it's walking a fine line of friendly but not over friendly because you know. I don't really enjoy every single person that I work with, um, except for you guys. Obviously, we're writing business emails for the Hawk Hill Focus, of course, uh, email chains. The, you know, I we did. have a whole bunch of great endings for that. I um, I, I did once end an email with. It was only just the one person who I work with very closely every day. I just ended it with a fuck, and then just <laughs> <laughs> the period really sells it. Yes, exactly. She yeah. texted me right away. It was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I had to express my emotions. Now, now, let me ask a secondary question to this while we're on the topic. And then we'll get into fantasy football because that's what you guys are here for. When you write a reply to an email, sometimes people just don't put anything. And they'll just, you know, they'll, be, they'll write their note and be like, you know, something, something, X, Y, Z. And then just kind of leave it. And then it's just like their signature, you know, like Sam Robinson, whatever my title is. You know, lead podcast host on uh, Hawk Hill Focus. Do you guys typically still include the thank you or whatever your note is when it's a reply or just when it's the initial email? No, if it's a reply, I just, I just like after the first iteration of the email, there is no more like sign off. It, it, for me, it depends on what the previous email said. If it was something that pissed me off, then no, I don't include the thank you. If it's something that's just like, you know, random, happy, go lucky, then I'll still include the thanks. Cause you can only say thank you so many times. Well, I'm appreciative, That's the way I look at it. I'm appreciative of my people. Fuck that. Wow. Very toxic work environment, as you can tell here, which is why David's been under probation for a couple of weeks. But let's put this on <laughs> hey, hey, football, hey, shall we? Because we I, have a good week this week. Yeah. Week 10 looked better. It was better. Was there, it was still, there were still there were only three teams above 100 points, though. Yeah, but how many teams did we have below, like, 70 or 80, whatever it was, last week? I, felt, I just felt like when I looked at the scoreboards – it stronger a step in the right direction step in the right direction um definitely but i'm happy with the week yeah i think it's worth celebrating compared to the last two weeks at least you know compared to the first couple weeks the world was on fire we were just lighting up fantasy scoreboards but i mean let's get right into it i guess with the recap here i feel like we have to start off with john luca and his team kyle's daddy should we not oh we should just the absolute obliterating obliteration i mean he heard everything that we must have said on the podcast not a fantasy advice podcast but 
I don't know what we said, how we said it. John Luca, I know you're a listener. We appreciate your support of the podcast. And I'm not going to take credit for your 141.7 fantasy points, and neither is anyone else here. But I'd like to think that us trash-talking you was a motivation. So you're welcome. As he puts up 141 points, nearly doubling Jim's score of 73.4. Yeah. Um, John Luca, I'm pretty sure I – was I the only one to pick against him? I'm pretty sure I was. Um, I believe you did. Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah, I picked against him. Uh, probably the, my worst decision of the year. And that includes the time I started Daniel Jones over Justin Herbert. Um, <laughs> just not my best. Not my best. Um, hand up. We make mistakes. Uh, I, I apologize to John Luca. Really, I should I should respect him more considering he's in my division. Um, he's going to come for that crown. Yeah. I guess now he's still come for both of your crowns. Sam, okay, crown. why are you saying like a threat to David as if he, he's coming after the crown still? That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, just, I mean, just taking a quick look at, at Luca's week. I mean, it doesn't get much better than every everybody he started outside of just his tight end, scoring in double figures. Um, and even eight points from a tight end. Yeah, and, and he got eight points from that one. Um, Terry Kill over 20, Debo over 20. Um, and really, his Taylor Heineke didn't even play what well, didn't even play particularly well. He no, just got he was under projection. He just got tons of production from everywhere else. Um, helped the Packers shut out the Seahawks. Got got him fourteen points. Um, so really, just impressive from Luca, and he made every right decision. Everybody on his bench was outscored by everybody that he started. So probably by I mean by far points wise, Luca's best week by far. You know, yeah. while we're on the subject real fast about things pertaining to Luca's team that we were wrong about, I think I got it wrong when we played trick-or-treat with Debo yeah. Samuel. I, As a matter of fact, not to interrupt you, Sam, but I got a text from John Luca today that I did not answer, but I, I was saving it for the podcast. He texted me at 11.06 this morning. Debo a trick, shake my he- shaking my head. <laughs> That mofo a whole ass Twix bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'll go on the record and say it. I mean, granted, he had six point three points the week that John Luca put up a horrendous. What was it like forty some points? I don't remember now. It's it's water under the bridge. I won't hold forty eight point eight. Yeah, you know he put up almost a hundred more than that, so I can't give him too much crap. But yeah, other than that, Debo Samuel has been. Really, really good. And it was impressive to see the way that the 49ers incorporated him, not just as a pass catcher, because I'm not sure how much of the game you guys watched, but I watched most of it. And it seemed like they just were going to keep pounding the run to the point where Debo Samuel, even they drew up essentially a couple of run, run plays for him. And I think one of those is how he got into the end zone. So it was just impressive to see all of the ways that they're giving him touches of the football now, which makes him a legitimate fantasy wide receiver one going forward. Yeah, definitely couple him with Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill. You know, we were saying this last week, it's a scary wide receiver room. Um, over there, Kyle is daddy. And looking at Jim's team too, just the lackluster performances down the board. Uh, 17 points from Tom Brady, ain't going to cut it. Devin Singletary got 11, which is fine, but when you throw in the fact that he was outscored by Matt Burita, um, that's upsetting. <laughs> Um, Boston Scott had 10.5 in a kind of a blowout game against Denver, and then everyone else on the team basically shit the bet, the exception of Patriots defense. Uh, 6.5 from Thielen, 2.6 from Landry. 
Uh, I can appreciate ty- nine points from Tyler Bass. The team, yeah, namesake. the namesake. I mean, team namesake. Yeah, I mean, eh, at this point, do we think Jim's out of it? Yeah, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask that. Are we putting? Are we? Are we putting the Dunn label on? Uh, on Jim? No. Um, about ninety-five percent done, in my opinion. No. Well, I mean, he, the best he can get is eight. He, the best he can get to is is seven and seven. I don't think a seven and seven team's making the playoffs. I think we're gonna see at least one, if not two. 500. I'd say we see at least one 500 and maybe even a sub 500 team make it. To really? Oof. We'll get to the, we'll get, we'll get to that later. This Which, week. Yeah. We can talk about that later, but Jim's team. I mean, it's really a question of health at this point is Barkley's going to be back and cream Hunter going to be back. It's true. The only thing that really is concerning is he wide receiver two is just a glaring hole. Yeah, Jarvis Landry and just any Cleveland Browns pass catcher, you know, I mean, not now no longer Odell Beckham Jr., but he was a big part of that as well. Those were your one and two guys the entire season, and they both stink. They've been not football stink, but fantasy stink. That kind of football stink. I mean, Landry was hurt, but it just seems like the Browns can't get it together. Kevin Stefanski, if you're listening, help my friend Jim out. And draw something up for Jarvis Landry because he's an explosive player. He's just not getting the opportunity, and I think you're going to continue to see a struggle. Well, Chase Claypool is, I was just looking at it, is back at uh, practice this week. I don't know how much difference he really makes. He wasn't much of a difference maker. He had one big week, but it's at least another option for Jim. He can at least play the matchup game and see see you know, see if he pushes the right buttons. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not confident moving forward for Jim. I do think getting Saquon and – I don't know when Kareem Hunt's coming back, but I know Saquon's going to come back this week. Um, I don't know how much that actually ends, is, is going to end up meaning for him, but it'll certainly help. It certainly can't hurt. No, so, it cannot hurt in one bit. Um, shall we move on? Let's do it. Where do you want to go, David? Uh, let's go from the best score of the day to the by far worst score of the day. Um, let's go Philly D's nuts, and I guess that's why. <laughs> the new name for Larry Rooney, it, and just the reason why that's funny is if you didn't see it, his previous – team name coming into this week was why not Larry and now it's I guess that's why um Alex with a with a unimpressive 86 and a half uh points being better than 43.86 points yes you heard that right Gil doubled up his opponent while scoring 86 points that's bad that's really bad um, and the worst part for Larry is Kirk Cousins actually met his projection, like almost to a T. Yeah, the it, rest of his team didn't, though. I I don't have a lot to say. Um, so if you guys do, I'll let you guys take it. But what I do want to point out is halfway decent week from Gill. Um, his running backs stink. Miles Gaskin, you suck. Um, and Gill, fuck you again. Um. So all I'm going to talk about is that Le'Veon Bell had the funniest stat line for fantasy I've ever seen. He had he had 0.1 fantasy points with one yard, and he had more than one carry. He had uh, how many carries did he have? He had uh, he only had three. I'll give him a pass for that. But still, seeing a literal one yard, like whenever you have a number before the yards, and then. When you have like one yard and then like YDS as the abbreviation for yards is like grammatically incorrect because it should be YD. That's very funny to me. Um, he had one single yard for 0.1 points. 
it's not the reason why Larry lost. It was just it's just a great symbol for Larry's week this week. Um, Larry, your team sucked. Um, and yeah, you seem to you, you seem to understand that um, this is in fact why not Larry. I'll let you guys take it. Yeah, I um, you know I was very vocal early in the season about how much I hated Larry's running back room when he had Mark Ingram, and I forget who else was discussing running back for a while there. Um, I hate this one more. Naheem Hines and Le'Veon Bell is an awful combination. Uh, as evident by the three total points they got there. Um, and just, you shouldn't lose going up against the key six and a half points. Now, looking at Gill's team, Dak had a great game, 30 points. Mark Andrews had a pretty good game. Harrison Butker had a good game. Uh, Marquez Callaway had, uh, he had 10 points. I'll classify that good game. But other than that, it was god awful. Um, the, the, the worst two running back rooms in the league. Met in this matchup, um, Mike Davis. Thank God I dropped him because he's just fucking awful. Miles Gaskin, fuck you. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts on this matchup, Larry. This is why it's not you. Um, I'm, I'm going to come to bat for Larry a little bit real fast. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much time here, but let's not act like Larry wasn't missing his three best players at the moment in Devonte Booker, Nick Chubb. And Jamar Chase this week. Sure, it's that's a serious not... problem if Devontae Booker is included in your top. Also, considering Devontae Booker is no longer an option moving forward. Correct. Like well, that was going to get to my next point of okay. why you don't start Alex Collins over <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Like, I guess the thought process is that there's probably a better chance, given the Ravens' offense, that Bell would fall into the end zone because the uh, nobody in, on the Seahawks fell into the end zone. They scored zero points. They didn't even get a field goal between the uprights. So I guess credit to you in the in, if that was your logic of I have two meh, one's a little bit more meh in the other than in Le'Veon Bell. I think he's a little bit worse if I had to rank him. But two guys that you probably didn't feel like were going to be world beaters. You went off of end zone. You took a guess. You guessed wrong. I mean, you guessed wrong with either of them. Neither of them fell into the end zone. But Collins put up at least 4.9 points. That's 4.8 more points than Bell did. So, wouldn't have won you the week, wouldn't have done anything. But, just all in all, bad. You don't like to see Jamar Chase. Well, Jamar Chase is on by, but anytime Larry has a lineup without Jamar Chase, I am hesitant, which is why I think for the first time ever I picked against him since he started winning games. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the first time ever, but you did definitely pick against him. Well, since my Why Not Larry campaign, we'll, we'll put it that way. Um, Mike Williams... No, you want to talk about another guy I got wrong at trick-or-treat. Uh, yeah, you you all know how I felt about Mike Williams. There's still a little glimmer of hope, but I'm going to I'm gonna tone down my bang on the table that Mike Williams is a fantasy star because he is now on fantasy star probation. Until proven otherwise, he has lost that, uh, that title. But, hey, good win for Alex and Philly D's nuts. Not your best performance, but a win's a win, so take it. Much needed win. Um. All right. What's another? We'll get into what we dubbed as our matchup of the week last week. Um, Sean versus Matt. This is a big win for Sean. Um, I also didn't realize that this is Matt's third straight loss. Yeah, he's free falling a bit. He's free falling, but thank God he's in the Mark Bass division. 
When did we do uh, midseason awards? Has he been zero three since I deemed him GM of the of the midseason awards? Probably. Is that a curse I put on him? But to be fair, Sam, much like you pointed out with Larry, we also need to realize that Matt was missing four bona fide starters. He's missing Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Damian Harris, and T. Higgins. So that explains why he has none other than Eno Benjamin (laughs) as his running back, too. I pride myself on knowing the majority of, like, fantasy viable players. I have never heard of Eno Benjamin, ever. (laughs) I mean, I think the thought process with Benjamin, as someone who keeps a close pulse on the entire Arizona Cardinals offense, thank you, Kyler Murray. You know, Benjamin is, I guess, the third string when they do have all of their running backs available. With Chase Edmonds being out, I didn't hate the Eno you know, Benjamin play. He was someone that I did take a quick look at on the uh, free agency, like waiver wires, whatever, seeing maybe James Conner wouldn't get all the touches like I originally thought. But yeah, no, Eno Benjamin was not the move this week. <laughs> but but at least he he picked up a good guy in Ramondre Stevenson. Yes, uh, picked definitely picked up that slack that Eno didn't provide. Yes, um, George Kittle. He, how many? What, he Still looks like George Kittle. I think George Kittle. Yeah, George Kittle's back. Like, like George Kittle is is here officially. Yeah, oh, he's he's he super back. Five catches. That'll be strong for yeah, back, especially going back. We're not this week, but the following week, we're going to back into divisional play um, for the rest of the season. So that'll be real good for him to try and get that division locked up. Odell didn't do anything in his debut with the Rams. Um, not too unexpected, but I think he was kind of thrown into the he who will not be named. Um, so I don't want to think about it right now. <laughs> Um, and just obviously with less than a week of preparation uh, wasn't going to work out as well for him but I can see him becoming more part of that offense in the coming weeks and also I really <laughs> quick before we move on to before I'm sorry before we move on to Sean I just need to give a little bit of uh, credit to Jalen Hurts someone who's been very vocal and I think as a podcast we've been vocal too about how he's just He's not particularly good. His numbers get inflated because he's a garbage time quarterback. The Eagles really didn't have much garbage time in this game, and he actually he had a nice day. He had a good day against a very good defense. So shout out Jalen Hurts, twenty two points. If he if Matt keeps getting those kinds of games from Jalen Hurts, I feel like he'll end up being okay. Hopefully, um, I just had to just had to make that make that right. No, it's always good to give those props, to especially players you hate on. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving over to Sean's team, his big guys had good days. Uh, Stefan Diggs, David, you and I saw this. He had two touchdowns. We did see that. Um, against New York Jets. Jonathan Taylor had 18 and point six points. Uh, I think probably 16 and a half or maybe even 17 of those points came in the first quarter against Jacksonville. Uh, he had a big run there. Lamar in a tough Thursday night loss to Miami still put up 17 and a half points. Aaron Jones, he went out with an injury, correct? Yeah. Yes. Spring was missing one to two weeks per Schefter tweet I saw. Uh, um, did fairly decent in what he did do during that game. So hopefully for Sean, he can get better soon. Uh, it's not like he has a lack of running backs. Basically, you know, to get studs. Um, 
wonder how that happened. Darren Waller fell off the face of the goddamn earth. Yeah, I'm actually very proud of myself for trading Darren Waller. I, I drafted Darren Waller, and I don't remember exactly what trade it was that I got Darren that I traded. I don't know who I got um, to trade him away, but I mean it. It had to have worked in my favor because Darren Waller has not been very good. Um, it looks like you traded. I know I got Logan Gordon Thomas back, who who played Sutton, who played literally Carson. one series for me, and he got hurt. <laughs> Uh, you also got Cortland Sutton and Chris Carson, but also sent out Odell and Miles Gaskin. That's right. Chris Carson also has yet to play for me. Okay, I take that back. Not a great trade, David. <laughs> It'll get better. They're both coming back. Not great. Yeah, but Sean got a good win. Uh, let's see, one game up in the Jeff Arnold division. Um, Bill's defense did good against the Jets offense. Um, I was really hoping for Joe Flacco time. Um, he actually did come in. I think he threw three passes. Yeah, we'd already left. We did. We were on our way back. You, you, you get your wallet. He threw a touchdown. Did he throw a touchdown? He yeah, shit he missed it. Yeah, he threw a touchdown. <gasps> God damn it. Fuck. What I would you guys get for leaving the game early. Yeah. Well, we had shit to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't we all? But good win, Sean. Matt, hopefully this luck doesn't continue. Um, I realized in my power rankings template, it also gives me power rankings for just looking at the last three weeks, I realized. Um, yeah. I think over the last three weeks, Matt is number 10. Oof. 12. Ouch. Um, not good. Only Jim and Larry are ranked below him. That's not great. Uh, David, you're seventh. Not hey, man. Either. I'm not worried about it. We're fine. But, hey, good win, Sean. Uh, Matt, go get him next time, but just don't do too well because I still need to beat you to win the division. There you have it. <sighs> All right, Sam. Kyle, move us on. Or Sam, who's moving us on? Yeah, Sam. I want to move on to your guys' game because you guys played each other this week. Yeah, we did. Let's we get did. into that. Probably the best game of the week, in my opinion. Probably. I think it was the only game that actually came down to Monday. Ah, that's not true. Me and Julie's game did, but thanks oh, for paying attention. No problem. <laughs> um, But... Kyle, I think I owe you an apology. You do. I'm waiting. Because I was silly enough to pick against the 7-2 and two team to beat the 3-6 and six team. And I clearly don't know that much about fantasy football because your team played really well. Daryl Williams, who's been struggling, I'd say, the last couple of weeks, I think that's a fair analysis, decided to go off for 20 fantasy points. Sick. Uh Devontae Smith, a guy that's been struggling for the last couple of fantasy weeks, decided to go off for 18.6. Fucking sick. Mike (laughs) Evans, who we know to be a very streaky fantasy football player, had a good week at 12.2 points. Glad I traded him. And, I mean, the rest of the lineup, I'd say, was middle of the road. You know, pretty pretty good performances. I I don't want to go through every single person. But, yeah, all in all, you played well. David? I think you have to look at your roster a little bit and think what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert underperformed. Yep. Daryl Henderson underperformed. Dalvin Cook played well. Give credit where credit is due. Glad I traded him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marquise Brown was bad. You had bright spots in Hunter Henry and Dalvin Cook to so take solace in that. And Mark Ingram. Glad I dropped him. 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll let you guys talk about your matchup then because you just keep commenting on everything I say. Um, I'll go first, David, because I won. Um, I think Devontae Smith scoring two touchdowns was much more of Robert Woods' final gift to the team. Um, (laughs) Well, hear me out here. On Saturday, we all got the awful, terrible breaking news that Robert Woods tore his ACL. Um, Bobby Trees, as we affectionately call him over here, um, tore his ACL out for the season. In in order to replace Robert Woods in the starting lineup for this week, I put in Devontae Smith. Um, Worked out my favor. Got me almost 19 points. Um, I think he channeled the spirit of his inner Bobby Trace um, and showed that on the field in Denver. Hence, getting me this that amount of points and leading me to victory. So thank you, Robert. You will be missed. Um, if we win the ship, you'll still get a ring. I promise. Kyle, let me ask a quick um, question for you in regards sure. to Mr. Trees. You have an open IR spot, which would have made Bobby Trees an eligible keeper for next year had you held on to him. Why did you decide to drop him? He was a third-round pick. Um, I don't see myself, especially being injured this later in the season, he probably still can come back um, for the beginning of next year. But I still think I'd, I'll be able to get him later in the third round. Um, so it just didn't create much value in my head. So Plus, you liked I, him, but you didn't like him that much. That's what, that's what you're telling me. I liked him, but there are just other people on my roster who I might want to keep. I know Josh Allen's in consideration um, hmm. to be kept. Devontae Smith, um, we'll see what his, you know, ADP turns out to be next year. Um, especially coming off the injury, I didn't really want to. I knew I wasn't going to keep him, so why not just keep that IR slot open? Actually, taking a look at your roster, at least from your starters that I remember, there aren't many players that you can keep here. There aren't. I think the only eligible players are Josh Allen, Devonta Smith, um, was Brandon Smith a draft Jones. pick or a free agent pickup after? He was a draft pick. Okay. Smith was. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Michael Carter. But the caveat is Michael Carter and Josh Allen, technically both ninth round draft picks. So I can only keep one of them. Mm. So. so really you have three eligible keepers and you still drop Robert Woods. Okay, we can move on. David, what was your side of this game? <laughs> Uh, my side of the game was my team was overall disappointing. Um, Justin Herbert is just pissing me off. Um, he at some weeks can just look super impressive, and other weeks just looks like he has no idea what's going on. Nor does the nor does the entire Chargers offense. Um, so that was frustrating. Um, I'll get into Daryl Henderson in a minute. Um, Devonte Adams disappointing. That that Packers Seahawks game was just painful to watch. Uh, Marquise Brown was really bad. The all, the entire Ravens team was really bad. So the Ravens defense screwed me. The worst part was I specifically dropped. I had, I streamed Miami's defense last week and they played really well. And then I saw that they were playing the Ravens and I was like, I don't want that defense. So I dropped that defense, picked up the Ravens defense. Dolphins defense, I think had like 22 points and the Ravens defense had four. Ouch. That was a mistake. Very um, glad I dropped the Ravens defense. Yeah, that was a mistake. Um, Hunter Henry, two touchdowns. If you had told me that Hunter Henry was going to have two touchdowns and almost 16 points and Mark Ingram was going to have almost 17 points, I would have I would have told you, oh, my God, Kyle, I'm really sorry. You know, I, I hate that I had to do it to you like that. I mean, you're my friend. But, alas, here we are. Devontae Adams, 
Marquise Brown was a cock. Um, Dalvin Cook played well, so that was nice. Finally, he played well since I've had him. Daryl Henderson, I don't blame Daryl Henderson for getting four points. I blame, and I and I want us to segue into the next game we talk about. I wholeheartedly blame Matt Stafford for being an absolute fraud. He is the most frustrating. He 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 is the most frustrating quarterback. The Rams are the most frustrating team to watch right now. Um, because every time that they hand Daryl Henderson the ball, he just rips off a chunk of yards. But Sean McVay decides that they need to throw the ball, and Matt Stafford at this moment appears incapable of doing that. He buried me. I was looking forward to Monday all day. I was looking forward to that game all day because I was like, Daryl Henderson is going to win me this game. He's better than Elijah Mitchell. He's going to win me this game. Matt Stafford buried me before I even had a chance to like sit down and start watching the game. By throwing two picks, one of them being a pick six, they were behind the entire game. They couldn't run the football. So frustrating. He also briefly had a concussion. It was a mess. I was really disappointed. I hate Matt Stafford. Julie, I also kind of hate you now because I really needed you to beat Sam, and I needed Matt Stafford to go off in order for you to beat Sam. So Matt Stafford sucking. Lost me my game. Lost you your game. That's a segue into Sam and Julie's matchup. I'm all over just upset. Now, Sam has, has a lead on me in the division. Things have gone horribly wrong. We were, we were, a, we were an absolute train, and now I feel like we're, we're totally off the tracks, and I'm really upset. It was just not a good Monday. Not a good Monday night for, for, for us over here at Good Angles. A classic case of the Mondays. It was awful. Now, do you put no blame on Sean McVay for essentially getting outcoached? That Sean entire McVay. game by Kyle Shanahan. Sean McVay sucks. All right, I'm not thrilled to be. Re- I'm not thrilled to be reliant on like a member of the Rams offense because they're just frustrating. The only player I guess that's not frustrating on the offense is Cooper Cup. Um, but I put yes, all I the, the Matt, Matt, Sta- I, Matt Stafford buried them because if not for, I feel like if Matt Stafford hadn't just been an asshat in the first six minutes of the game. Sean McVay would have been able to continue throwing screen passes and running the football and doing things that make them good. Um, and Matt Stafford buried them. Also, shout out the like all-star defense the Rams have for not being able to stop literally anybody. It was just hard. It was awful. Absolutely awful. That's all I have to say about this matchup. Congratulations, Sam. You won. You're in first in our division. Whatever. That's a very cheerful tone, David. I am down bad. I, I will accept your, I think, kind words. And we'll I said quickly... congratulations. I, I thought, yeah, that's why I think it's kind. It, it was not what you said. It's the way you said it, David. Thank you. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good week to be a Sam Demick. We collectively had a solid performance all in all. No one really shined too much other than C.D. Lamb dropping 22 points. Much appreciated, Mr. Lamb. Especially after a dud he had, uh, what was that, last week? When the Cowboys got ripped by the Broncos. It was. Yes. Yeah. He he did nothing for me that week. But so he comes back, he bounces back strong. You know, we we had a long talk uh, last week. I still believe in him. I still put him in the lineup. Everyone else I'd say was pretty on average. Kyler Murray is still out. You don't love to see that, but Ryan Tannehill's been a, a solid backup right now. He's gonna I'm assuming if Kyler doesn't play, then Ryan Tannehill will start the next two weeks as uh, Murray has his bye right after that. Najee Harris 
I don't put up explosive numbers, but I feel comfortable with them. Leonard Fournette back off the bye, a fresh nine points. Not too bad. And the rest of the team, you know, Jerry Judy was a little meh, but so was the entire Broncos offense. So I don't really have too much to say. Julie put up a fight for sure. I was sweating heading into Monday night as I thought the Rams defense would be much better than they were. And when the wheels fell off that wagon, I was really worried about garbage time for Matthew Stafford at the end. And luckily, you know, I was watching the Manning cast, so I was a little distracted by some of the interviews and whatnot, the fun they were having. But overall, I was glad to see Matt Stafford didn't put up any garbage time gold and gave me a win. Yeah, you guys really touched on the points that I was going to make in this matchup. Uh, C.D. Lamb shined for you, Sam. Um, Najee Harris doing Najee Harris things. Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things. Really helped you out there. Um, I was nervous for you, the Rams defense. Um, But again, you were kind of bailed out. Eighth, Matthew Stafford. Um, Cordell Patterson getting injured. If he comes back soon, Dalton Schultz. Surprisingly, not having a actually having a very bad game uh, when the Cowboys put up 43 points. Um, yeah, but Julie, you, you always made it a close one. Um, I think things still look up, still are looking up for you uh, in your hunt for the playoffs. Um, it was kind of a shame that she had a 22-point defensive effort from the Cowboys' defense and couldn't get a win this week. I, I do feel a little bad about that. But, hey, Fantasy football is not about feeling bad. It's about destroying your opponents. Wow. You're right. No mercy. Nah. I'm not sorry, Julie. I'm glad I won. Yeah, take that no, back. Hey, well, let's not be mean. No. Oh, okay. I take that one back. I, I really like it. Over either. Okay. Um, getting to our last match of the week. Team Mandarano pointing out a shocker, I think. Um... Over Rob, winning 106 to 88.2. Um, Rob, Carson Wentz was bad this week. <laughs> that that really contributed to your loss. Carson Wentz was bad. AJ Brown was bad. TJ Hawkinson didn't put a point. Um, and Minnesota's defense was, or I'm sorry, the, the Chargers' defense was awful against Minnesota. Um, Christian McCaffrey, was it this? Past week that he only played like ten percent of snaps, yeah, or not ten percent, yeah, fifty percent of snaps, uh, and still put up sixteen points. So hopefully he'll come back next week. Uh, I can do that for you again. He and also briefly do- got hurt. Yeah, he was in the tent. Uh, yeah. They're checking out his hamstring or something. I I did keep tabs on that. I, he may be literally in every class. Yeah. Um, Daniel Gibson had a game for you there, Rob. So. Yeah. Um, he's the only running back, healthy running back in Cleveland. Um, Cooper Cup, not as good of a game as we used to for him, but 12, 12 points isn't anything to uh, scoff at. For how that, how bad that offense was, anyone coming out with 12 fantasy points is nothing short of a miracle. Uh, I bet Robert Woods could have had like 15. But I All right. Um, looking at Nick's team, led by Patrick Mahomes, he's finally back. Uh, had 46-point performance against the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, welcome um, back. Welcome back, Pack. Um, AJ Dillon had two touchdowns for the Packers. It looks like we'll be starting for the next one or two weeks. Uh, so we'll see if Nick can capitalize on him there. James Conner, I think, had another touchdown this week. 
why he got 12.4 points. Uh, let me look, let me look. He did have another touchdown, so I think he still won the league in touchdowns. Um, but yeah, and then the rest of the next team sucked. He, DK Metcalf is a stupid fucking idiot. Got ejected and tried to come back into the game. Um, granted, there's only a minute left, but hey, still stupid. Uh, Cole Beasley, nowhere to be found. What are your thoughts on Cole Beasley, David? Uh, not a huge fan. Um, was relying on Cole Beasley to win me some money, and he did not do that. He did not. He had a game no. which the Bills put up 45 points. Cole Beasley yep. is like nowhere to be found. Mike Dzicki, solid zero, but that uh, kind of canceled out. TJ Hawkinson, zero points for Rob. Then as we touched on earlier, I guess, Christian McCaffrey got interested. Trevor Hubbard got some playing time. Uh, got nine points, so... A win that Nick needed. He's now being back in Mark Bass division. Uh, we'll see if Matt continue, continues to slide and Nick can take advantage. One note that I found kind of funny going into this game is I'm looking at the uh, the projections, and Rob was actually projected to win this game 106 to 88.1, <laughs> and Nick won wow. 106.2 to 88.2. So bad job by ESPN projections for literally getting these scores swapped. Maybe they just maybe they just mixed it up. Maybe they meant to do the other way around. Yeah, yeah, you know we could chalk that up to yeah, you know, computer error, a simple computer error. Yeah, I just thought that was intriguing. Good win for Nick, getting bailed out by Patrick Mahomes and AJ Dillon, who literally combined for almost like seventy-five points or something absurd like that. That 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 tends to win you a week. It's kind of what we expected out of Nick's team all season with Patrick Mahomes and Derrick Henry. You know, Patrick Mahomes to go off any given Sunday and Derrick Henry to be Derrick Henry. Now he's lost Derrick Henry and Patrick Mahomes decided to step back up. And A.J. Dillon looks pretty legit as that insurance option for Aaron Jones. I'll be intrigued to see, you know, I mean, that's both of Nick's backs right now are backup running backs that are taking over the RB1 spot while their primary is out, so... I'll be intrigued to see what Nick's team will look like once those guys get healthy again. Yeah, I mean, if if Nick is going to get 46 points from Pat Mahomes or really anything plus 40, if you have a quarterback that scores over 40 points, it is hard to be it's hard to lose. You you need a lot of you need a lot of mess ups on your on the rest of your lineup. So, I mean, I feel like... Which he did. He had a lot of messes. Oh, yeah. But what I'm saying is if I'm Nick and I'm looking at the way my team did today, like Mahomes looking pretty good against a division opponent or looking very good against a division opponent, putting up 46 points. Obviously, you're not going to get 46 points every week. But if you can at least get, you know, elite Mahomes back and you can rely on maybe over 30 points... A.J. Dillon's clearly going to be the main guy in Green Bay until Aaron Jones is healthy. Um, James Conner has been a bit of a machine when it comes to at least, you know, managing touchdowns. Um, you have to imagine that with Wilson being back in Seattle, Metcalf is going to have a higher ceiling than he's had. Um, and Mike Kosicki is a better, better player than zero points. So I definitely think that he has, he, he has points still out there to be had. Um, so I think he's, I, I, I think Nick is, Nick is by far, in my opinion, the friskiest team left in terms of like oh, what we, in terms of, I think he's frisky. He's super frisky. I, I I don't think he makes the playoffs right now just because I think he has, he, I just think Henry being out is just too big a loss. 
But I wouldn't be shocked. If he can get production like this out of Mahomes, he needs Mahomes to be this good for for the remainder of the season, or at least for the remainder of our fantasy season. I, and he'll he'll be in the playoffs. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Um, I just, just realized that Patrick Mahomes outscored Larry this week. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. So. Hmm. Well. When you put it that way. <laughs> so, that does it for a Week 10 recap. Uh, any last thoughts before we get into awards? Um, no. No final no. thoughts for me. Good week, I'd say, as compared to the last two weeks. I was proud of the effort, minus Larry's team. Uh, that everyone put up. So keep up the great work. I'm thinking our positivity segment really put this league right back in the uh, direction we needed to, Kyle. I think it did. I think it did, Zane. We really pumped up the guys uh, in Julie. Um, but, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into the weekly awards. But first, let's hear from our sponsor this week, Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. You guys really know how to put a smile on my face, and I know you put a smile on the face of uh, my co-host. So we appreciate all the hard work from the fine folks over at Anchor. Um, all right, let's get this, into some awards for uh, week 10. Um, let's get right into it. MVP. Um, I'm going to go with probably the most boring pick I could possibly go with. Um, with Patrick Mahomes, we just talked about him. 46 points. Um, like I just said, I think moving forward, Nick's going to need him. He's going to need him to be the MVP. Um really of the league. So 46 points got him the win this week. Um, yeah, not much more to say. He, he, he was really good. He's back. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there, David. Uh, really the selling point for me on Mahomes being MVP of the week is that he outscored a whole ass team um, this week in Larry. So in addition to everything you were saying, but Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, MVP, week 10. You know, I'm going to go outside the coverage kind of like I did last week with my Fantrax player of the week because I just feel like after the decimating podcast we had towards John Luca last week, the least I could do is, after awarding his team Fantrax player of the week last week, award him MVP for coming in and just absolutely demolishing the entire league, putting up 141 points. I mean... Just an incredible effort. The guy didn't skip a beat. He literally almost put up 100 more points than he did last week. I that's that's a valuable asset to have in this fantasy league. John Luca, we're glad that you're a new addition this week this year. We hope you're having a lot of fun. And congratulations on an incredible week. The least I can do is name you the MVP. So you at least now have one MVP and one Fantrax player of the week under your belt as a fantasy manager. He's the first one, right? The first MVP and the first Fantrax player of the week, yes. Most Congratulations. People, most people really don't get those awards unless they are really, really good or really, really, really bad. And John Luke has been both now. So, volatility uh, is incredible. I love how David put up 168 points earlier this year. I was not in. I was not the MVP. Yeah. Well, yeah, but David, you didn't put up 60 points and I shit on you the entire week leading That's into fair. it. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Is, this is more about retribution for you. Yeah, no, definitely. This is 110% of makeup call after giving him. I mean, they're not really makeup calls because I was right to give him fan tracks player of the week last week. But yeah, I just kind of, you know, an appreciation for what he did. 
Plus, I just didn't want to be a third person saying Patrick Mahomes. So that's also fair. Yeah. Well, let's go to pick of the week because we all have different ones for that. Shall we? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Start. I just want I just wanted to prove. I don't know if we had any other MVP comments. No. So my pickup of the week was Ramon Jerry Stevenson because not that he came out of nowhere, but I think it's Matt that has him right. The nerd squad. Yes. Yes. Right yes. Now. yes. Because not only did he pick him up, but he started him this week. And for someone, as we, I think all know, Bill Belichick really doesn't like going to rookie running backs. I feel like he's had like the same five running backs for eternity, mostly Sony Michelle. It feels like nowadays, but it was just the the tenacity for Matt to pick up Ramondre Stevenson and then give him the starting role was just something I give props to. We put up like 23 points or something absurd like that. So, and it looks like he has some value going forward as I'm not sure exactly what Damian Harris's health status is, but I believe he's at least questionable this week. I believe so. Um, at the moment, he is at least. So yeah, same thing. If Stevenson or if uh, Harris is out, Stevenson is a very strong candidate for at least a good RB two, if not a potential RB one opportunity for points. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, I think pick of the week was a little tough this week. Um, I'm always of the mindset that pick of the week should go to a winning team. Um, so Roger Stevenson. Fortunately, or he had a very good week. Unfortunately, he wasn't on a winning team. So that's why I couldn't really pick him this week. Um, I went with Taylor Heineke of John Lucas' team. Um, he's probably in the streaming quarterback category for the rest of the season after Jameis went down. Um, we'll see how much Daniel Jones actually does for him. Um, you know, we were saying this earlier, Taylor Heineke didn't have an amazing game, but it wasn't awful. Um, someone... Remind me, are the Bucks defense really good or really bad? Bad Bucks defense is okay. Their secondary is all. Their secondary is really bad. I would say their run defense is pretty good. Their yes. secondary is a different story. Got it. I knew they were uh, on one end of the spectrum in terms of their secondary. Um, so, yeah, not a great game, but hey, Taylor Heineke, you help them get the win. Um, that's a big mark for the week in my book. So that's why I went with you, buddy. Fair enough. Um, I'm usually the same mindset, Kyle, where I, I'm like, you can't really give these kinds of awards to players if they don't, if they're not on winning teams. However, I went against my own rule. Uh, my pickup of the week is Mark Ingram, um, picked up by yours truly. I simply put him there because I needed to give myself some kind of a win this week. Um, so this made me feel better. Um, Mark Ingram, I think, was worthy of the of of the award. Um, had 16.8 points, so nearly 17 points. Um, I mean, basically, it was just I kind of just tracked it all week. Um, Alvin Kamara was not sure to play, and then they announced it, I think, Friday that he wasn't going to play. So I, I put him in my flex, and um, he looked really good. Uh, he, I feel like Mark Ingram's the kind of guy that and, – and obviously Larry knows this um, – I feel like he's the kind of guy, no matter when, like no matter where he is or when he plays or how he plays, he's always going to manage to be productive. Um, so I'm not saying that I'm rooting for injuries. I would never root for injuries. That would make me a bad guy. But it would. I'm just saying, 
if Alvin Kamara was not totally healthy yet, I would hate to see him rush back um, for his own health. I think that would be irresponsible of me um, to root for that to happen. So I'm rooting for him to rest um, and take it easy this week. Let Mark Ingram keep getting some work. Um, I just, I care about Alvin Kamara. I care about Matt and, and the well-being of his team. Um, so if Mark Ingram, Ingram c- could continue getting starting, starting touches, I think that would be best for all parties involved. Yeah, I, I, I love the Mark Ingram pickup for you. I'm a big Mark Ingram guy. Uh, have been all season. So. Mark Ingram also broke the Saints' all-time leading rusher record. Yes, he did. This week. So congratulations to him, Mark Ingram. Maybe a listener of the pod. I have no idea. Probably. I mean, I would think so. I think most NFL players listen to us. All right. Um, I'll just start us in the fan tracks player of the week. Um, I went the same route as Sam did with his MVP. Um, so rather than give it to one player, I'm giving it to one owner. Um, and that owner is none, none other than Larry Rooney. Not even giving it to his team. I'm giving it to Larry. Um, Larry, probably the worst week. I mean, was it the worst week this year? Yes, right? Yeah, yeah, worst okay. week this year. Worse than John Lucas week last week. Yeah, it, it does not get much worse uh, than what you put forward. Um, again, and, and to me, the scariest part is you got a decent performance out of your quarterback. Can you imagine if Kirk Cousins was like only meh today? Like he was not, he was among the better quarterbacks that played on Sun, like played in week 10. If he, if he only put forward like 12 points, 13 points, we're looking at a sub 40 point performance from Larry Rooney. Um, just a massive fall from grace from last year. Um, really proud of the way that he's fought this year, but this week, this week, if it makes Larry feel any better, this week is kind of what I expected week in and week out. So shout out Larry for making this a one-time thing. But seeing a 43 is just it's just shocking. It's really just shocking. Yeah, I think that uh, kind of wore off after I saw the 48 last week. So, Larry, you did not get my fan track player of the week. Sorry, John Luca. I know that feels like it's probably a little uh, unfair to you after putting you through the ringer. But I think the, the sticker shock, at least for me, is already worn off because I did a podcast on it last week. David, who missed last week. Oh, oh okay. He, uh, he didn't get the chance to vent out that the shock of the 40-point performance is done in our fantasy league. So, And side note, let's not do those ever again. Um, score 40 points. And that, that's just a message yeah. from the league. Let's avoid that. Yeah, let's start the good players and score the points. And it, fantasy is a simple game when you really think about it. So my fan track player of the week, though, is on Larry's roster. David, you touched on it earlier. It was hilarious. I have... I just can't even recall the last time an individual had had only scored 0.1 fantasy points due to getting one positive rushing yard. And Le'Veon Bell did. He was the man. He rushed a whole three feet and got a tenth of a fantasy point. And, you know, it didn't really make the difference in this game. Usually I feel like with fan tracks player of the weeks, I pick an underperforming team or a player on a team that lost by a close margin. But, I mean, I one yard, man, that's terrible. That's so, so bad. So, as a result, you get the award for players that are so, so bad. Le'Veon Bell, Fantrax Player of the Week. Um, 
I'm going with a player who I think did kind of contribute to his team's loss this week. Um, I'm picking Carson Wentz of Jim Zabaiwi. He put up 7.1 points against the Jacksonville defense, who is not good. I know that for a fact. Um, had he put up probably, you know, what am I looking at here? Uh, what is it? By almost 18 points. I think it was very possible for Carson Wentz to score in the 26, 27 point range against Jacksonville. Um, Bo just got awful this week. Um, still somehow got the win against the Jaguars, but didn't help Rob at all. Um, 7.1 points out the quarterback is very unfortunate. Um, he was outscored by, let's see, one, two, three, four, five players on his team, including the kicker. Um, not good and deserving. We settled my fan tracks player of the week. Yeah, I think that's fair. I feel like for bench regrets, we can just really run through these because I think we were all in agreement before we started recording it. There really were no great bench regret options this week. Which, good job on our league for not yeah. leaving points on the bench. Yeah. Shout out, shout out our league. Let's 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 clap it up. Start the good I mean, players and score the most points. Fantasy is a simple game, folks. I'm in, I'm in disbelief that Larry didn't leave points on the bench. Yeah. That's a little frightening for Larry. <laughs> he had no points on that, the bench. That, that, that is a real issue there. Um, yeah, I can start us off. Um, normally, now this kind of goes against what I was saying earlier with my Taylor Heineke uh, award. Um, I normally give bench regret to a team that lost. I'm actually going, not going to do that this week. I'm going to give it to myself for not starting the Indianapolis Colts defense and special teams. Um, yes, I still would have won had I put them in there. Um, probably would gotten a, I would have gotten an extra 11 points. Um, and the reason I'm calling them bench regret this week is because we're at the stage of the year where points for matter in this league. Um, if you don't know, if there's a tie for playoffs, or get every point that counts. Um, I left 11 points on my bench right there. Uh, so not happy about that. Hopefully it doesn't come back to bite me in the ass later in the year. Um, but yeah, just I regret not starting them against Jacksonville's offense. Um, that's why I'm calling them my bench regret this week. Yeah, my bench regret also doesn't really make a difference in a game. It was to a losing team. It wouldn't have made the difference. I really just wanted to kick David while he was down. Yep. Um, he didn't start Jordan Howard, who had 8.3 fantasy points over Mr. Daryl Henderson, who put up 4.1 fantasy points. Doesn't win you the game. Just wanted to kind of throw an extra one at you, David. I appreciate it. That's that's all I got for you. I'll, I'll be humble. Keeps it's keeps me humble. humble. Um, my uh, bench regret is going to be on the nerd squad. Um, benching Tony Pollard, um, who had almost ten points. Um, and again, starting the aforementioned Eno Benjamin. Um. <laughs> who had 2.2. Now, again, I, I understand why you started Tony, why you wouldn't start Tony Pollard. Um, there was no reason to believe the Cowboys were going to win by the margin that they did. Um, but yeah, just in hindsight would have helped you out. Still wouldn't have won, but it would have made it a little bit closer. So don't start Eno Benjamin again. Hey, I'm it's 2020. So I think it's perfect. Sure. Both said should have started Tony Pollard. Um, cool. 
boys, I think that does it for our week 10 recap. Um, anything else before I tell the people what to look forward to in tomorrow's show? No, let's tell the good people what they should look forward to. Yeah, so tomorrow we're good. Well, David, any final thoughts? I, I got nothing. Cool. Um, perfect. I love that. Um, tomorrow, look forward to a playoff preview push. Uh, give our thoughts on who's probably going to make the playoffs, what we'll the matchups might be. Uh, we're going to preview week 11 the SGA out. Um, thank you guys all for listening today. Thank you to Anchor for supporting this podcast. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Father Jay, take us away. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will.